there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Now when you say Louis, you might think of Louis Walsh, Louis Spence, Louis Tomlinson, even Louis XIV, the sun god. But to me, there is only one Louis, and he's flying Alan Air today. He's a BAFTA-winning documentary maker, an award-winning podcaster, and his brilliant new book, Farou the Keyhole, has kept me very much entertained. Farou Christmas. <laughs> this miserable January. What a guest. Please welcome on board, Louis Farou! Final boarding call for Louis Farox. Louis Farox. Final boarding call. Oh, sorry, that should be Peru. Final boarding call for Louis. 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 Thank you. Hello, welcome on board. It's the Dame Virilin of podcasting, oh, wow. Louis Farou. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for adopting my self-appointed moniker. I, I invented that phrase, Dame Virilin of lockdown podcasting, yeah. a bit like Michael Jackson when he announced that he was the king of pop. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? If they're not going to say it about you, say it about yourself. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with you already about your book. Go on. Oh, I'm going to get a signed copy. I Is it about the to... signature? Yes. I mean, look at that. I mean, really, why bother? Look, it's like That's a one of the better worm ones. has crawled through some black <laughs> ink and then just died on the page. I won't tell you how many I signed because it'll make it sound less special. <laughs> but uh, it was a long afternoon and... Um, well, I... then you got writer's cramp by the time that... I mean, this must have been yeah. the last one you signed. I mean, you haven't even bothered. I like to think of my wrist as being fairly well exercised. <laughs> But even even this put a strain on them to the point where it was uh, becoming something like a flat line by the end. Yeah. But you know what? I did I did do it. You hear about celebrities mm. 
Alan. We live in the celebrity sphere, you and I. And you hear about our peer group getting other people. I've heard about uh, people getting runners to sign their autographs for them. Oh. I won't name names, but I've heard about, you know, you sign, you know, fan clubs where I want a signature, please. Mm. And they don't sign it themselves. So I signed every one of those. So you be grateful. No, I I am. You're getting us off on a bad foot. I know. I feel like I've soured, though. <laughs> but listen, because but, uh, you know what you're saying? I wore, what, what's the one? It's not Dickinson's Real Deal. It's the other one. Someone came in with some Beatles memorabilia, yeah. and then they had to break it to them. The secretaries used to sign John Lennon's and Paul McCartney. They oh, were heartbroken. They thought this was the nest egg. They're like, well, yeah. I can like retire tomorrow. Yeah. And then, no, I'm afraid, Gene in accounts yeah. signed John Lennon. Which would probably still be worth... Something? Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, buy it. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd take that over a real Louis Theroux signature any day of the week. Well, let's hope Jean put a bit more effort into us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're talking about Farouk the Keel, Diaries of a Grounded Documentary Maker. It's so good. Oh, thank you. But you know what? Can I just say? Please. I read it, obviously, the, the last week and so, and then I ju- that epilogue at the end where yeah. you're like, yeah, you know, we've been through something very special. Mm. Let's look forward. And yeah. I just feel like it's all starting again. It's come back. It, I can't, I, I don't know whether to be, you know, obviously it's horrendous that we're going through this new surge. Yeah. In the intro, I actually talk about the possibility that the book will be made irrelevant by <clears throat> the onset of a new variant. Yeah. And I talk about a Sigma variant that comes back looking like David Bowie. <laughs> and and um, because he's a famous shapeshifter and the virus has this shapeshifting quality. Yes. So obviously I got the Greek letter wrong. Yeah. But the rest of it, well, and I got the fact that it doesn't look like Bowie, I don't think. No, the, no. O- the Omicron. But, yeah. but the fact is, is I, I did allow for the possibility. And, and here we are. I, and in a, in, in a horrible, ghastly, I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it. So it's given the book a kind of, you know, the good news is mm. it's given the book a kind of fresh relevance. Yes, yes. Because we're still in the, um, you know, the book is about the, the madness of the of the two years that we've been through, and it's specifically seen from the worm's eye view of a family going crazy, yes, yes. and going and kids going feral in in northwest London. Yeah. And once we started to come out of it, like a month or so ago, yeah. it felt like we were kind of back yeah. back to Didn't normal. Just, yeah, yeah. And now we're back in it, and and the and and I think um, if people are feeling like they want to commiserate mm. and share the load, the pain, yeah. Yeah. that's sort of what the book can do I think what I really enjoyed about it was we were all having the same lockdown yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it was like Joe Wicks excessive yeah. drinking yeah oh my god oh my god those were my vegetable lasagnas vegetable lasagnas <laughs> hiding in the kitchen Friday night what we're we gonna do have a drink yeah <laughs> Saturday night what about tonight how about another drink <laughs> Monday and then a lot of arguing obviously yeah. and I've tried to I don't think um I you know clearly I'm a privileged person in many respects i've got a, a great career i'm successful i i don't worry about financial stuff and and, and i've got a great family but like everyone i suppose under the skin i've got a lot of anxieties and things that, yeah. that i do kind of preoccupy me and what i, I you know I, I was conscious of if i'm going to bring anything to the table of this conversation about covid mm. it's got to be honesty and honesty about what what it's been like for us yeah and i paired it back a bit because i didn't want to embarrass my wife and kids i tried to not long suffering nancy as poor I nancy call her. she's she's um, i mean there's one bit where you think you're gonna have a bit of how's your father and then yeah. you come back and she's turned the light off and put the thing i mean she's you're got very her eye mask on eye mask that's a giveaway on. yes yeah. yes in certain contexts that could be a little <laughs> bit uh shades of gray you can be like 
You know, yes. oh, I'll put my mask on. Now tickle yeah. me with the feather. <laughs> it wasn't one of those moments. No, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah, hey, sexy written on the front <laughs> exactly. of it. <laughs> Paul Daniels once told me that it's in his autobiography. <laughs> nice segue. He came home and Debbie McGee was lying on the bed with her eyes closed and an eye mask on. That's mm. right. And there were two <sighs> written, I think either on a piece of paper or maybe a post-it mm. note or maybe just on her person mm. was do not disturb and an arrow pointing at her face. Oh. And then a bit lower down it said disturb and an arrow uh, pointing <laughs> south. True story. That's in his autobiography. So why could she feel nothing in the top? Is it because she's been sawed in half by so many times that she's actually numb from the waist down? That's a great... <laughs> that's a great... Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe scar she tissue. can't fit your scar... <laughs> the, the unkind construction would be like, she wants to imagine that it's not Paul Daniels. <laughs> Right? Not a lot. <laughs> anyway, I didn't do anything that risque. No, and my book no. draws a veil over um, the more carnal side of life. Well, yeah, we don't want to read about no one, that, not, do we? Yeah, no one needs to envision me with my glasses on, peering. Anyway, stop there. <laughs> no, stop it now. This stop is a there. family podcast. But actually, uh, but li- life was complicated in lockdown. We, we, you know, there was a lot of arguing, a lot of stress. Yeah. And I tried to level, you know, there's moments where she sends in texts. Saying, um, you know, what are you doing? You're drunk. You're a mess. You're over the place. And, you know, fair play. Most of the time I was. I think lockdown was quite exposing for some celebrities because you talk about, like, you imagined, do you remember that? And then you had, like, celebrities, like, really quite um, condescendingly telling you how to wash your hands. That's right. And And one of them, didn't one of them say, was it Ellen DeGeneres? I feel bad even putting her name out there. (laughs) Oh, prison. She said it was a prison. And behind her, you've got, like, this amazing swimming pool and you look over the facility. I mean, I She wasn't even in a small room, like the optics, as they say. Like, don't have a vast expanse. Of real estate <laughs> stretching out behind you when you when you're emotional saying I'm in a prison. Uh, yeah, it I just know. doesn't look good. I think some of them <clears throat> had to back up a bit, and I mean we all got a little bit blitz spirit. Didn't yeah. we? I mean I did some Instagram vid, and then I thought no one really wants. Did to you? See. Did you send out a message saying what? Come on, people. Uh, Keep your spirits up. Well, yeah, we all sort of felt I had to muck in, really. But yeah. then I realised, I don't think people really want to hear me just chatting away. It's and then you've got that counter going down as you're talking. What, <laughs> you only had a certain amount of time. Well, no, no, the viewing figures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you start going, well, and then you're like, oh, my God. Because it's like, it's like, it started at one and a half thousand. It's like down to 20. And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> shit. I know. Well, it's like the Joe Wicks. We all wanted to believe that um, it would be a life-changing moment for the nation. And and I was there that day in March when it was day two or day three. It was up around a million. It was north of 900,000 people tuning in live. It was extraordinary. And then I write, because I kept up. I did my Joe Wicks this morning. Well, I I saw your first trap photo. Did you? First trap. I was like, woof, who's this? I love that phrase. (laughs) First trap. (laughs) I love that. Had you heard it before? I'd heard thirsty, like yeah. a thirsty tweet, or a th- I hadn't heard thirst trap. Yeah, I, I, I feel you know amazing. I was trapped. I was trapped. I felt quite claustrophobic <laughs> when I. Saw it. It's like being in a sexy snare. <laughs> Should we, people may not know. So I shared a photo. So the Joe Wicks point was that uh, then in August of the of like later in the year when we were on our ninth lockdown or whatever, and his viewing figures had gone down to about ten thousand, but he was still there. Go, like, can we check? Look how many we got tuning in. Ten thousand, as though nothing had gone wrong. He hadn't lost ninety five percent of the audience. 
But I'm still doing it. And yesterday, Alan, thank you for picking me up on it. I shared an Instagram. It's the first time yeah. I've ever done a topless Instagram mm. post. I'm not huge on Instagram. I, I Once in a while, I do a selfie yeah. just to sort, you know, try and keep people, get, maintain some relevance to the under 50s, yeah. <laughs> under 30s, whatever. And, and, and so yesterday, I'd done my workout and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, here I am looking sweaty. Yeah. I don't do a, I don't wear a shirt when I'm doing my workout. No. So I did a selfie and I thought I'll sh- I'll share. You're that. looking good, love. You're looking I'm good. To, you're t- I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a little viral action going. Yeah. You want to put posted now? We'd disturb this. You'd struggle to get it stick yeah, with the sweat you level. Quite sweaty. That'd be quite a job. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. First, I'd like to welcome everyone on Allen Air Flight 86A. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 33,000 feet at an airspeed of 400 miles per hour. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a travel podcast. Now, I bet you're everyone at home going, now, well, how can you travel? But you, you're lucky you can travel with work. Yeah. So there's two kind of places. You went to Balos. Yeah, I did. Which is yeah. one of the most photographed places in Crete. Am I right? That's most right. beautiful. Very it looks lovely. Stunning. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Amazing. There's a, there's a lagoon there. Well, yeah. and in fact, I was in Harnia. Balas was a day trip. I was in the wonderful port, Cretan port town of Harnia for two weeks. Uh, well, for two weeks last year, this year and last year. Yeah. Crete seemed to be fairly relaxed, or, or yeah. maybe they just weren't getting it that badly. They had an open door policy for at least a couple of couple yeah. of months mm. over the last two years, and we availed ourselves of that open window. Yeah, well, I don't bloody blame you. Yeah. Now, lovely. it was, I read, it's one of Princess Diana, obviously when she was alive, and Prince Charles's favourite beaches. Now, did you find, was there like Cafe Diana? was, really? Yeah, they would all, always go there on a yacht. Was there any like Cafe Diana, Cafe Charles? Because they love all that, because even around the corner where I live, I think Diana popped in there once for a baguette and it's yeah. now called Cafe Diana. There you and go. Photos That's a Di- blue plaque right there. I know. Uh, no, no. Did you get any nothing. whiff that she'd no, been there? No, I didn't there, even Royal... know she'd ever been there. Was no, she, for some reason, there's no footprint. No they sense. love all that, don't they? Yeah. Well, like... do they? Do they? Do they love all that? What does that mean? I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, there's these tiny. Look at look at Bridget Barton going to Santa Fe. Who's they in that they sentence? Foreigners. No. <laughs> no. I mean, 
Yeah, you know, places where they're there, they're making like baguettes and like Greek salads, and then this super yacht comes in with Diana and Charles. It would be you a life-changing gone, I would, moment. I would be talking about it for, till the end of time. Yeah. I would. As would I. I, I, I don't know how to account for... that's fine. I'm not for... blaming you for this. Not, I just thought, oh my God, I bet there is, because Saint-Tropez has Bridget Bardot. She created Saint-Tropez. And there's like yeah. Café Brigitte. Oh, de, de Brigitte. I don't know what to tell you, Alan. I don't even remember any cafes at Balos. I do know that Crete has been the unlikely nursery of many talents, including mm. Nana Muscuri. Which people say I look like. The Rose of Athens. Yeah. No, I hadn't thought about it. But, Thank you. But when you think of, yeah. Let me something. just get my caftan on and get the whole... <laughs> she had a beautiful voice. Has, has. Has, and a pretty face. Thank you. <laughs> so they've got a lot of, there's a lot of celebrities, a lot of talented mm. writers. Maybe mm. Diana, maybe... Didn't he cause huge ripples? I would have oh. thought she would do. Yeah, I mean, she's Diana, isn't she? Yeah. Queen of Arts. It makes me feel... It's bittersweet, in a way, when you, the idea of Charles and Diana are on holiday together, mm. one imagines they weren't always happy occasions. No, I know. Perhaps, that's, perhaps they had a nasty argument, and the cafe <laughs> felt, well, we can't put a plaque up about no. this. People will ask questions. This is eggy. <laughs> <laughs> I do know where I want to go to. Hydra, have you heard about oh, that? Oh, yeah, my mum goes there every year. Tell me. I mean, <laughs> everyone who goes there goes... No, are you joking? No, I'm serious, but I've never been myself, yeah. But don't you want to go, that Leonard Cohen? Everyone the Leonard goes Cohen there and connection. goes insane. I'm sure all the Greek islands have something yeah. special. I, they pronounce it Idra. Oh. I don't know. Hydra, Idra... Well, I don't even pronounce English words <laughs> how they should. So, I mean, Greek, forget it. But there's Idra. no cars there, right? Mm. But I've never... I can't... So, Crete, if I can sell Crete, yeah. is the most wonderful um, place to go on holiday. Mm. I know it's going to sound cliche. The people are so friendly. I know you have to say that, but it's true. It's not it? pretentious. It's not expensive. It's got amazing... It's a kind of magical place because mm. it's got mountains uh, that... that piercing like snow-capped mountains in the mm. winter and they plunge down to the sea mm. and it's a relatively you know it's a, actually it's a big island but you know in Greek terms but it's not a massive place no. and so you've got this it, all these you've got the trees you've got winding ravines you've got your beaches you've got a little bit of everything and the most marvellous food delicious Greek food in yeah. general obviously is amazing but you've got your seafood it's got everything because you, when you come back from Greece, you think, oh, my God, I'm going to make a Greek salad. Because I mm. eat Greek salads every day yeah. over there. And mm. then you come back and then you've got your bit of... And then our tomatoes are so small. The, here, well, the tomatoes don't taste of tomatoes no, here. No, no. Anyway, we sound like a couple of old I, men. I know, we? I know. We need to Remember back in our day? Remember <laughs> when they had little paper, brown paper bags in the green grocery? Oh. And they pull them off a string. Two and six, uh, they and were, weren't they? Two and six. And they'd twist them round like that. <laughs> they'd spin their hands. There was no plastic bags. No, no. And the old ladies would come in with their wheelie, with their little wheelie bags. I have one of those, though. Yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was when we were young. No. Welcome to EasyJet, darling. All right, what do you want? Panini, one out of two. Here you go, love. There you go, two panini's. Got a lovely face. I'll knock a pound off. There you go. What do you want? A scratch card? Lovely. Here's your scratch card, love. There you go. Oh, might be lucky. You never know. Get to the back of the queue, you. Now, this is what I can't get my head around. Now, listen, I know you said, obviously, with your kids and you document about the kids. Yeah. They listen to drill. Yes, they do. As do I. What the fuck? <laughs> drill. What? I mean, I've tried. Have you tried? And SoundCloud rap, that's called mumble rap. Uh, it can be, yeah. A lot of it is, yeah. And that's not so big now. But actually, <laughs> the drill scene and the, and the, and the grime, UK grime and drill scene yeah. is massive. 
And and if you listen to, for some reason, I feel BBC Loyal. I should mention Radio One Extra. We can't get it in the car, so we end up listening to a lot of Capital Extra, yeah. which is obviously the London grime and drill mm. station. And does Nancy like grime? She's pretty open-minded about music. <laughs> she she wouldn't be her first. Well, you're choice. making this, out I'm close-minded. On a Sunday. That's for you to decide. Look into your heart. What do you see there? Is it frightening? <laughs> Sounds like a Kylie Minogue song. <laughs> yeah, now that's more my kind of oeuvre. <laughs> uh, you know, on the weekend, there's quite often a battle between, is it going to be Radio 2? Uh, um, what is it? Is it? Who is it? Johnny Walker on, on, on Sunday afternoon does Sounds of the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. But then uh, from the back seat where the kids are, it's like, t- what is this drivel? You know, can you turn off this Bob Lennon? Oh, yes, that's, that's in the book, the book. as well. <laughs> and, and I can't... What do you want to listen to more Bob Lennon for? And and, um, and then they want to turn on the... You know, it's Dig Dat or Dig a D or... Yeah. What's the one called Pooey? Pooey someone and Dutty Wap? Feppy Wap? Feppy... Fetty Wap. I'm Fet- no, I don't know a rapper called Pooey. That's in your book. There's someone called Pooey. <laughs> Pooey lentils. Someone, Don't try and find it. You won't. But, but no, I mean, so, yeah. Betty Wap is an American rapper, but the grime and drill, the 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 the, the, the re- I don't know. Listen, you, you can't sell music to someone, but what I do enjoy. I enjoy what I get from a lot of it is lyrical content. It's not just good music, but a sort of feeling of. Though I was listening to one last night. There was an outfit called uh, Potter Paper. Do you ever, have you heard of him? I don't know if it's a man or a group. Embarrassing. But the rap was about being banged up in prison, doing birds, getting out, friends not speaking to you. The we- and, and you think, like, Michael, maybe this... I don't know if that was the... It was, it was a guest on it. But the point is, you're listening to it, and you're listening to someone's life and extraordinary um, reporting about... Uh, and I, about just this well, that's what you thing. do with your documentaries, yeah, like. isn't it? That's yes. what I like to hear about. So, give me something real. Talk to me. And it's like the book. Give me, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me something real. Tell me about your pain. Yeah. Tell me about the darkness and the angst. Isn't that funny? I never really realised. I went, why would he listen to this yeah. shit? But yeah. then actually, now you say their document is from the heart. It's real. It's, it's intense. Real. It's intense. It's quite frightening. It's... This is how old-fashioned I am. I didn't think, by law, you could tattoo someone's face. But you clearly can. Yeah. I thought... You on know, your Tattoo someone's face on your body? What? No, no, you know, they, people have facial tattoos. Oh, 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 I thought you were I... like, because there's people with... My face tattooed on them, but but that's not what you were saying. You were saying that <laughs> no, you're joking. Yeah, but no, but your point was that on your own face. Yes, I thought well, kids I... can't, can they? Children? No, I, I thought it was illegal. I see. I you see, didn't think I it was illegal. Why would it be illegal? You yeah, like if I wanted to say their... I love drill, you can't on my do it forum. against their will. Like I couldn't. I know that. Where do you think? I'm... <laughs> Holding someone down in a tattoo parlor. I love Alan Carr. <laughs> now, do it. <laughs> Calm down, Mum. Do it. Um, <laughs> no, but I just—I was surprised there was so much facial tattoos. But then I'm old. Yeah. I'm old school now. It's I've old values. Now. Hipsters do it. A facial tattoo is relatively mainstream now. I isn't know. It? I know. Would you ever have one? Um, <laughs> have you got any seen, tattoos? Never seen them. I don't have any. I've been thinking as I get older. I've been thinking about getting some. Oh, okay. That's... Have you got any? No, no. I can't think of anything that. And I, I see what I because I love me mum and me dad. But yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd live, I love mum on me arm. I mean, it's not that, it's a bit crap. It's a bit basic. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I don't want to be basic. I it? think the thing as well is that if you tattoo your body, and this is what's been holding me back, is the feeling that it's like, oh, my body's so impressive, I'm going to ornament it further. Mm. Like people who get away with tattoos, I, I mean, this sounds a bit judgy, but... Mm. 
it's often a sculpted person, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, or a, or yeah. a particularly attractive... Because you want to show off how good you look. Yeah. And I've never felt like I had the right real estate to Well, you to need to look at it. that photo you just posted, Maybe love. Oh, my God, that's crying out for a tattoo. Because I do worry about <laughs> Cheryl Cole. She's got those roses on her bum. And I'm just like, love, when you're 60, that's going to be like two hanging baskets. Do you she know what she I mean? listens to your podcast. I, she, I love Cheryl, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I mean, you have to, because um, I think this is how far I worry ahead. I feel like, you know, and obviously when we're all dead and stuff, but all these fillers and yeah. stuff, skeletons are going to look fucking weird. I thought you were going to say hot. <laughs> Sexy skeletons. <laughs> yeah, skeletons yeah. will still be fit. Yeah, you'll have skeletons, be like, whoa, look at that. Whoa, whoa. these embalmers will like, woof. <laughs> look at those cheekbones. <laughs> That's not Alan, that's anal. I would get a tattoo. I'm, it's one of the things I'm, I'm, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, you should do I it. Get a sleeve, get a whole sleeve, don't mess around. Wow. That's... The other one is getting the, gla- getting the glasses um, removed. On... Oh, I thought you said tattooed on your face. Yes. <laughs> so you don't need them. Well, in a way, I am because I'm saying, like, if I didn't have glasses, yeah. like, if you've got your eyes fixed and you don't have to worry about it anymore, yeah. losing your glasses, blah, 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 just get Lasix or whatever it's called. And then, and then people said, well, Nancy said, like, but that's your brand. I think that my wife's worrying about my brand, right? Like, yeah. What about me as a human? Can you see me as a human? Yeah. Uh, but hey. she's like, your whole brand is like that you've got glasses. And I'm like, I'm not a brand, I'm me. You know, I, I, and then, and, but then maybe if you've got, tattoo, got them tattooed on. Yes. And, you, and have surgery. Sur- let me book you in now to get that done. Because it's such a good idea. Have you never <laughs> thought about that, Alan? Like getting, getting your eyes done? Well, can I tell you something? My mum is, she's the kind of woman that, you know, on a plane, oh my God, oh my God, we're all going to die, we're all going to die. Roller coasters, oh my God, upping an escalator, she's like getting an inhaler, oh my God, the escalator's going to collapse. She went in and had her eyes lasered. And I'm like, mum, to me, that is terrifying. Yeah. Because you hear a little bit of burning, but I know something will go wrong. You hear the burning, you probably smell it. The yeah. smell of your eyeballs burning. No, you know what I mean? And like, because I've been offered, I've had me, you know, offers to have my teeth done, you know, you got the celebrity smile and I'm like, really? well, I think it's like closing the door after the horse's bolted, really, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I like glasses, one. but as you say in the book about the old steaming up with a mask. Yeah. You see? That pe- was part of it as well. In lockdown, it's been so annoying with the, I don't think people who don't have glasses realise what we've gone through mm. with mask wearing. The level of, you know, stumbling around a supermarket, unable to see anything. Well, there's nothing to, to buy anyway because everyone's fucking hoarded. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hoarded. I was waiting for that sentence to make sense. Hoarded. <laughs> <laughs> O-R-D-I-D. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> When people go to America, we always go to the nice places. You, yeah. does your, has your documentary sort of stopped you enjoying America? Because you go there, then you go to like a psychiatric unit, a prison, you hang around pedos. I, yeah. Where we like, yeah, the beach, let's go to the beach. You're like, oh, look, prison, I, yeah. I, 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 I love my work and I, and the reason I do it is because it gives me access to play, extraordinary places mm. and Almost like speed dating, you get this extraordinary intimacy that happens very fast Mm. because you turn up and you're in San Quentin prison Mm. or you're on a porn set or at a swingers party, (laughs) right? Or a maximum security mental hospital for paedophiles. 
talking about the the most astonishing or, or kind of t- troubling yeah. or whatever it happens to be. So I know it sounds a bit weird and I have to, you know, I have to sometimes remind myself not everyone sees life in that way or has the same sorts of interests. But um, I've, I just really enjoy the, the, the access to, to, to people's lives, especially when they're extreme and troubling. And, yeah. you know, the two weeks I spent at San Quentin prison was two of the happiest times. That sounds really weird. I'm going to pull out of that sentence. You can't say that. Well, happiest? Very, two of the happiest. Better than my honeymoon. No, that's a joke. No, no. happiest isn't the right word, but they were two of the most pleasant work hey, experiences. Hey, people in Balos are listening to this in Crete going, really? Oh, this beautiful turquoise <laughs> sea. Oh, exactly. no, oh, San Quentin prison. Better than Balos. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> Is it really? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know. Well, you you like doing your work, right? Yes, I do. And, and you I get do. satisfaction out of I it. Do. And even when you're, you might be doing something that it feel it's got a dimension to it that's rather sad or, mm. or difficult. And, and but part of it is a pleasure in 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 being able to bring something out of that that mm. can connect with people. And be when when I'm on location, I feel very relaxed, mm. and there's a sort of sense of. You know, I struggle with a sort of level of ambient anxiety mm. in my life. And, and, you know, all the little things that you're like, oh, I'm, is that person annoyed with me? We're going to the party. Is it going to be all right? You know, arrangements, mm. commitments, Zoom meetings. And when you're on location and you're, you're just immersed in a story, it's an enormously, it, all that pressure and anxiety sort of lifts. And yeah. you're just in this extraordinary topsy-turvy yeah. land. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's not that I'm happy when I'm at San Quentin because it's a sad, no, of it's course, a sad of place it is, in many ways. Yeah. But in other respects, it's just life. It's yeah. just life lived in another way. Yeah. And you, you are a people person. Obviously, yeah. you're interested in getting their story across. But, I mean, with that, that L.A. stories was just yeah. so amazing. I love that one. And then just when you knocked on the door, the man going, get your English ass back to Britain yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And they walked down he the threw pole. the N-word at me. Take your bitch ass back to London. Beep. He was a black guy. Well, why did he call you? Oh. Well, he was just using it in the term, in, yeah, the, in the street or... term of being like fellow human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, listen, in your... Because he'd starved his dog. He was annoyed. Oh, that he'd dog. He'd starved oh, his dog, dog and I'd arrived dog. and I said, what's going on with your dog? Why don't you feed it? Uh, and we're from the BBC and mm. he's like, get your bitch ass back oh, to London. Oh, no, that one was so hard to watch because yeah. of the animals and stuff. Yeah. Did you find that harder to watch than the one about... Because there was another one about paedophiles and sex offenders. Yeah, and then and that, that, that woman, <laughs> I did feel sorry for her. But I know well, there was a woman in it who'd been convicted of having sex with one of her pupils. The atmosphere goes thick in the room when you start talking about sex offenders oh, because yeah. the sense of... The sense, sense of moral outrage yeah. is so obviously pregnant, is that yes. the right term? And yes. so and real and understandable that one picks one's words very carefully. Yeah, you have to, but I mean, yeah, that's maybe that. But I mean, there's another you... guy who's called he's called uh, Jimmy Barnum, and he's 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 convicted of two rapes, and then during he's he's caught taking meth on his hostel, and then the guy in charge of the of the hostel who's also a sex offender. Throws out Jimmy, and then Jimmy leaves with everything he owns on his back, with just a bookshelf and some clothes. And, and then you he's still homeless. tried to talk to him. You're just like, "How are you feeling?" <laughs> I'm like, "How do you think he's feeling? He's yeah. just been thrown out." Yeah. Anyway, oh dear. Thank you for watching that. I don't think many people watch that one. Quite dark. 
dark, knotty material. Yeah, but then I, you know, I, I'm sort of intrigued in that that kind of uh, yeah. world because it is a world that people don't let you see, isn't it? It's the side of life that's going on every mm. day, but actually, for the most part, we don't get to see mm. on television. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to Louis Torres. Why not spend a day at the local maximum security prison or kick back and relax at the penitentiary for young offenders? Hanging out with wrongins has never felt so right. Louis Torres. Now, in the book, you take Nancy away to Brighton. Yes. So, yeah, so the hotels for you, what do you look in a hotel for? Well, the first thing to say is. Um, I'm not brilliant at arrangements and I, I find, you know, I was talking about anxiety earlier. One of my stresses is like, oh, how am I going to, not how, but, you know, am I going to book the right restaurant mm. or the right hotel? And and Nancy is like, she's, um, you know, I, I re- she, she's my wife. She, I want to make sure mm. she's having a, a birthday that she enjoys and yes. I, I don't want to fuck it up. No. And so uh, it was very stressful. Um I remember, and I always leave things too late. And it was a week before, and I started phoning around for hotels and restaurants, and it oh. wasn't happening. It was a, it was just after lockdown had semi lifted. Hotels had bounced back, and suddenly they were all booked up. And I went on all the websites, and it was all you know all the web. They're never helpful in my experience. No, no. I won't call them out, but there you go on. Uh, best hotels in Brighton, luxury hotels, boutique hotels in Brighton, affordable hotels, and then uh, nothing, none of them were available. And and so finally, I thought, you know, there is that. It's the grand, it's the famous one, isn't it? It's yes. huge, right famously on the seafront. Sea and um, and I thought, well, what that hasn't turned up on any of my searches. I called them up, and um, they they had availability. It's massive, so yeah. presumably they had you know rooms to spare, and and. My job done. Lovely. Looked at it on the website. Yeah. Fantastic. Was it, smart. Ni- was it nice though when you got there? Really nice. Cause, Lovely. Because my thing with when you're booking hotels, and I hate it when you go on their website, and then there'll be like a picture of a vase with some flowers in. You're like, well, I'd rather see what the room's like. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. I love how they describe the rooms, but all the rooms have to sound amazing. But some are clearly better than others. Yeah. We can put you in the Admiral's room with a deluxe, mm. and then the next one. But then the next one sounds even better, and you're like, "Well, the, now I'm thinking the Admiral's isn't that good." You're in the Captain's room, yeah. You've got, and then and you still have to go but, on Wikipedia to see where the hierarchy. You have to is. look for the uh, euphemistic words like cosy, because yeah. that means small. I can trump that. I stayed in a hotel down near Plymouth, Glimpse View. <laughs> See glimpse view. So basically, yeah. it was like a, a crack, that... a crack glimpse view. Someone complained, <laughs> didn't they? And they were like, it's not going down well with the punters. Glimpse view. What a load of Blink crack. and you'll miss it view. <laughs> yeah. Do you complain when you go to hotels? Uh, what gets very you go? rarely. You wind Nancy up and get her to complain. We once stayed in a... Um, we once booked an Airbnb outside um, Rye, and it was in Rye Harbour. Rye's beautiful, mm. right? Rye's amazing. Did Henry, Henry James. Henry live James there House is there. Yes, Lamb yeah. House, I believe mm. it's called. Been round there a couple of times, and it's got that you know a, that lovely English you know old sort of narrow streets, cobblestone. You can almost imagine like pirates or, or, or sea admirals, and 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 its sort of history feels very present there. Um, Rye Harbour, not so much. 
bit oh. more industrial. Oh, okay. Okay, that's let's fine. put it like that. And um, <laughs> and the house we booked, it was one of those ones where they thought, stick it on Airbnb. Probably won't get any bookings. Mm. If we do, we just shove everything in a cupboard mm. and just scarp her. Mm. So that every it didn't feel very cared for. Long story short, at the end, we were like, this, is, this isn't good. It's been awful. I just didn't mm. take it a bit. And so Nancy said, well, should we write something in the book? And then ended up writing, you know, lovely stay. Couldn't have felt oh, more well yeah. cared for. Because you just don't know. You can't complain no. in the book. And everyone's struggling because of lockdown. You don't yeah. want to be like, But then I found, you know, like, you know, so, oh, you know, Taxi drivers have had a really bad time, black cab drivers. I mean, I got one. So can you drop me off here where I live? Literally a mile away. Oh, I'm not going west, mate. I'm going east. And I'm like, I'm giving you bloody business. Some people haven't bounced back. Like, you know, you get They're not supposed to do that if their light's on, are they? No, they're not. If their light's on, they're supposed to go where... um, I think it's homophobia. That's why I'm sticking to it. Yeah. And then I saw a straight person get in. They went, where's please? Straight there. Maybe you'd had a bad experience with Nana Muscuri. Yeah. I was wearing my caftan. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Uber's been a bit funny lately. Mm. Have you noticed or not? Honestly. I haven't been in an Uber for Uber's ages. Uber's been funny. I'm, I'm... They put my dog in a boot once and it pissed me off. <laughs> I said, oh, would you take dogs? He went, yeah. And then Bev, he went in the boot. I said, get me dog out the boot. Really? Was it a covered boot or just sort of the back of the car? No, it was like, you know, when you kid... <laughs> You kidnap people? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. In movies when you kidnap yeah. people. Yeah, and like my Bev, she's an elderly Irish setter, 12. Yeah. She does not do boots. No. You sit no, on my lap so. in the back, but it pissed me off. In yeah. the boot, I thought, no, no, no. So we try and get a black cab. Black cab all the way. <laughs> Now, have you ever gone on holiday with someone famous? Ooh. Now, I listen. You, you speaking to your cousin Justin? Well, that would count, wouldn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that holiday in Cape Cod throwing stones? Yeah, but he wasn't famous then. Although, have I been on holiday since he became famous? No, probably not. No. But growing up, Justin Theroux. Because um, what does he say? He's, he's, I thought his name was Theroux, but he sort of has a. He says Theroux. Theroux. Yeah, there's yeah. a schism in the family. And do you remember in that, that that porn documentary that man goes, "Hey, listen here, Mister Thorax." Yeah, Thorax. That's <laughs> thorax. right. That's right. Yeah, Rob Black said that. Yeah. Well, just to use the name, it's nice, you know. Pronunciation optional. Uh, with Justin, it was it was it was uh, it was odd growing up because you could see he was very talented, mm. as he still is, but hyperactive and and very very impulsive. Poor impulse control is the phrase. Yeah, yeah. So he would um, the the famous famous the incident that I recalled was that he once on holiday with he brought a friend called Adam, and on day two of the holiday. They'd fallen out. It was clear, like, they just having thought they were friends, they arrived. He was like, you know what? I don't think I like this guy. <laughs> oh, no. They were both from Washington, D.C. We were holidaying on Cape Cod. And um, they were both wore these shell suits, and they were heavily into body popping. That's not the point of the story. That's just some colour. But, on like, they got into a fight on the beach and began throwing rocks at each other. And I thought, hang on, this, this can't be good. Surely this won't end well. And sure enough... Justin and they weren't they're sort of like not a hen's egg but maybe robin's egg sized rocks mm. and Justin landed one right on Adam's head oh, no. split his the skin on his skull open oh. had to go to hospital 
And I think the part that was most upsetting wasn't that he had blood running down and gashed his head open, but was that to put the stitches in, they had to shave part of his hair off. So he had like a big bald patch and then a kind of Frankenstein scar mark with stitches on it for the rest of the holiday and couldn't shower, couldn't shower. So going around in his little shell suit, body popping, with a big patch missing in the sky. And hair back then when you're like Yeah, younger, it means something when you're 14, yeah, 15 you... years old. Oh. But that, so that that was, he, Justin had that in him. He, he, as he said to me when I talked to him about it, he I threw a lot of rocks. Yeah. I threw a lot of rocks. <laughs> turned out that was, he said he once saw a car go by and he saw a rock. And, and before he even knew what he was doing, he chucked a rock. Oh. I don't think he does it anymore. Isn't yeah. that weird? What a weird habit to But us. so, no, famous people on holiday, that would be, yeah. That's well, now to see if you can top this story. Oh. Michael McIntyre was in Puglia and then Madonna came in riding a horse in the courtyard. Come on. Have you ever had anything like that? Have you ever had a celebrity come in? You go, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's Cher. Oh, no, it's Elton John. I remember when I was in my early 20s, I went to a club and, Ice tea was there. Oh, ice tea. And that was when, for me, spotting a rapper as a fan of rap really mm. meant something. And I thought, will I? Will I? Go on, I'll do it. And I went up to him and I just said, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. And he said, this isn't much of an anecdote. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> But, nice. you know, when you realise yeah. it's a bit... Until then, the only celebrity encounter I'd had really was seeing Paul Weller walking down Oxford Street yeah. and not saying anything to him. So... From that to Ice-T saying thank you very much. Well, that is that's a, a lovely... Step Someone told me an anecdote. I mean, this is a sort of the same kind of uh, excitement. But, I mean, he was like a big Gene Wilder fan and he was doing a book signing and then he whipped out a DVD of The Woman in Red and he went, I'm not signing videos. But when you really love someone, it becomes yeah. something... Bit, I mean, he wasn't rude, just like... I'm not signing Fair DVDs. Enough. Sometimes but... I'm at a book signing and yeah. someone brings out a photo. Or more, or it'll be like a, a programme for the event. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're like, well, no, bad, I've not seen or, it. Or sometimes people have a book by someone else. They just come to you, will you sign this book? And I'm like, but I didn't write yeah. that book. And they're like, no, but I'd love to get your signature. I'm not Ruth Rendell. Yeah, and it's a bit odd. But it's... I sign anything. Yes. I had some women once come up to me. This was I signed a my... Femme Fresh once. I don't even know what that is. The is downstairs a... ladies thing. It was in the packet. She went, oh, Alan, I've got nothing. I've got no paper. And then she rummaged it around the packet. Then she brought out, oh, can you sign me Femme Fresh? So and you I... did it. You signed yeah, it. Yeah, I signed anything, love. Signed... I signed a woman's arm and then she came to the show the next day and she'd made it into a tattoo. Now you're talking. But I wish I'd be, it was like me rushing, a bit like, you know, your yeah. book, like like what you did, yeah. it's sort of a bit like that. I wish I'd done a bit more of a dramatic A. I didn't know it was going to be a tattoo. She went, sign me arm. If you had to get a tattoo of someone's face on you, mm. someone living. Yeah. Debbie McGee. <laughs> and I'd have the post-it note tattooed as well with the arrow. There we go. I was, I was at a sign, when I did my first book... <laughs> When I did my first book, uh, which I'm not trying to plug, but it's called well, go, give it the, the Calls of the Weird. Call mm. of the Weird. I can't remember my own book title. <laughs> the Call of the Weird. Uh, two women turned up at a signing in Oxford and and got their breasts out and said, will you sign these? <laughs> oh, no. I was quite shocked. I thought I could roll with anything, but I was flustered. But I did, I did it. And then, a bit like you, they said, that's not your real signature. Like, they didn't think I'd given it enough. Yeah. But it's hard to sign... 
Was it with a biro? Because a... that's going to hurt. And especially if you've got to, like, lick the tip I just know. to get the ink out. It was, it was like a really hard pencil, like a 4H. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's like mutilation. 4H, no. is that the pen- hard so one? So who, who has a pencil for a second? No, it was, it was. It was a Sharpie. But even with a Sharpie, it was like, I was like, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And they're like, that's not your real signature. Do it a bit oh. better. When you're but also, Little Pine was thrilled and thinking like, oh my God, this is how it's going to be. I'm like, you know, rock star. Pretty rock and roll. Never happened it's... again. And seriously, when you're signing a tip, is it a bit like you've only got to sign a T-shirt? Do you have to sort of pull the tip, stretch it so it's quite tight? You take it by the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Firmly. Well, on that note... <laughs> are about to land in Idra. Can the topless man in row C please put some clothes on? Thank you. Honeymoon suite or hammock? Oh, I think I'd go honeymoon suite, only because I'm being very literal. I think the hammock might be bad for my back. Yeah, that's fine. And full English or full moon party? I would go... Uh, I, I think full moon party, like on holiday. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, you cut loose, have fun. I, and actually breakfast... I, I, I'm, you know, you stay in hotels now mm. and they sometimes throw in a really big breakfast. Yeah. And you almost feel like, I'm not even that hungry, but I've I got know. to eat it yeah. because um, it's part of the package. You're like, this is the last thing I've I never like. understand why don't you have a pastry first, help yourself off the buffet, and yeah. then get something cooked. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's still I'm a lot. Where's yeah, I'm done. From? I don't need anything else. No. Yeah. Give me a croissant. I'm good Just to go. Just a croissant. <laughs> Panna chocolate. Pop tart. Oh. Pop tart, ready to go. I can't go with a pop tart. <laughs> They're too hot inside, <laughs> if we're honest. First aid kit or first aid shit? I've only I don't even know what that means. No, no one does. <laughs> but it's like, will you have, will you have insurance? Will you have a little first aid kit with maybe plasters, mozzigarda? Maybe, but what's a first aid shit? Well, it's just because it rhymes with kit, isn't it? It's like yes or no, isn't it? <laughs> oh, so it's not really an option. No, there's not like a I'll shit go with in first, a first I'll aid. I'll go for a first <laughs> aid shit, shit because I'd like to know what it feels like doing a first aid shit. <laughs> Count Stop me. undermining my podcast. <laughs> I don't come on grounded and try and pull that apart. Culture vulture or beach babe? Will you go round the Louvre? Will you check out a local museum? Or you know, I'll just sit on the beach. You know, I'd go probably culture vulture. If it's a family holiday, obviously you're going to go beach. But yeah. it's not my idea of an amazing time just sort of broiling on the seafront. I do like, you know, I like you go to Italy or France mm. and you... These little sort of Mediterranean villages, or you know what I mean, and they're fine diet, nice food, not too yeah. expensive. But is that, that's not really culture, is it? No, but that's what that's interesting because like, like Florence is, is an open air museum, isn't it? You yeah. probably learn more from that than just wandering the streets, especially Rome and like, some of those cute little French towns. And Harnia, not to keep banging on about, is the same way in Crete. You got you got so much history there. And, 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 and as, as a sort of the feeling of the texture of all those hundreds of years of civilizations coming and going, you know, as part of the Venetian Empire, it was, I think, on the edge of the Ottoman Empire. They've been invaded it's, by I mean, everyone. Yeah, there's they? a bit, and everyone's left a mark, and, 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 and the accretion of, of, of different, you know, cultures, uh, aesthetics. The, 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 the beauty of the buildings, the lapidary, I love all of that, that sort of fabric. Not, nothing too perfect and clean, just, just that kind of... Uh, it's still lived in, 
and you just end up going into a restaurant or, or strolling on the yeah. seafront becomes actually part of the experience, cultural experience. Yeah, maybe that's the problem with culture because they sort of think it's like a museum. You lock it in a box, you stick it in behind a wall, behind you know, and actually it's not. It's uh, I, you know, it should be lived along. I think they should maybe get rid of the museums and then just get take all the pictures and everyone can have them for a few days a year. Do you know what I mean? Oh, come off of that. It's bullshit. A new Banksy appears and someone bloody throws a pot yeah. of paint over it. Can you imagine with a Rembrandt? I oh, dream. I put a cup of tea on it. Oh, it's got a ring on it. What can I say? I spilt red wine up it. Oops. Yeah. I can dream. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love it if we lived in a world where we could just give away all the. Time to give your money back. Yeah. Oh, oh I sorry, I can't find it. I can't find it. It was here somewhere. <laughs> where did I put it? Um, thank you so much, Louis. We're about oh, to you. land. Have you enjoyed your flight? Oh, I've loved it. That was a beautiful flight. The thank service you. was wonderful. Thank you so much. Five stars on Yelp. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank you for flying Alan Air. Oh, it's so good to be back. Thank you so much. What a wonderful guest Louis Ferru is. Next week, OMG, we've got Kiefer Sutherland. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. We enjoy making them. And remember, guys, life's a bitch.